When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Forget well, your booties, because it's cold you out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is yep. it, Miami Beach? <laughs> yep, right there. Uh, day No, it's day six of Groundhog Week here on Redap. And, of course, we're very excited to be happy uh, to be with uh, this man who always toasts to world peace. It's Uncle Kiwi, Akiva Winokur. Yeah, like I said, took 24 hours, went off the grid the second we finished getting back on. Anything happen? Any big news in the world between Friday and Saturday? I think it was like another balloon thing. I don't know. Oh, really? I think it was like a smaller one, they said, but I don't really know. So, mm-hmm. all right. I said I missed much, it seems like. Okay. All right. Uh, and of course, back with us today, he has once again... Emerged reluctantly but alertly. It's Eric Stein. No reluctance this morning. I am feeling on fire, Rob. I'm really excited. I got a good night's sleep. It's not 8 a.m. this time. And I have a completely different outlook than yesterday. I remembered I've been channeling the wrong pee-pee. You know, I I, I started feeling a little uh, down on... Punks and Tony Phil, and I had to go back to an old friend of ours, Rob, from the PP Alliance, mm-hmm. uh, Paulie Calafiore. And I had to remember, I had to keep feeding the positive. Keep feeding the positive. And then I would stay crushing it. 
Stay and I have changed my mindset today and I am uh, I am back and I'm feeling quite differently oh. about the film than I did yesterday. Okay. How, how has uh, the last 24 hours been for you, Eric? Me. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, busy times over here. Uh, Akiva, how was your downtime? Uh, took a nice nap. Just got up a little while ago. So that, that part was good. Mm-hmm. Other than that, kind of boring. Not mm-hmm. really much going on. Didn't really see anybody this weekend. Mm-hmm. And now I got to get into Super Bowl mode because the Super Bowl is at 1.30 in the morning tomorrow night. So I got to like f- fix my sleep schedule. Work starts at 2 p.m. tomorrow. What a weird day tomorrow is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, uh, I guess uh, Super Bowl starts at what? One, you said 1.30 a.m.? 1.30. 1.30 a.m. And hopefully yeah. uh, the game wraps yeah. by the 5 a.m. news. That's right. 5 a.m. news. Uh, and then you could read it, you know, you could hear about the game again on the 10 a.m. news. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, very excited to talk about our film here today. I did something a little different this morning. I okay. watched the film. I had wanted to do this. I uh, didn't really know how to do it, but I, I watched mm-hmm. the film with the director's commentary today. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. You have any, you, I hope you have some nuggets for us. I have, I have some nuggets. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the nuggets from the director's commentary have all been sort of just pillaged and put out in other listicles and things like uh-huh. that. So it was, it. uh, not a lot of stuff that we uncovered other than Harold Ramis did not have a ton of enthusiasm for doing the director's commentary. I think he went into it with all the energy that you might, I uh, heading into a root canal. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Somehow I managed to find possibly dozens of things that I did not catch on my first five viewings of this movie. I I don't know. How is this possible, right? I've been watching with a fair amount of attention to detail. I'm seeing things that I had never seen before. And I have a lot more questions than I have answers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I don't even know where to begin. Here, here's one. Why is there a community room where they all watch Jeopardy in a B and B? Is that is that normal? I don't is know. That, is that something? That I, I was thinking about this, Eric. I I think that there's no TV in there. Uh, he has a TV in the rooms, but maybe there's like a bigger TV, and it's like the TV room in the house. That's my that was my theory, but it's a good question. <sighs> yeah, is it, it like a dorm? A is it like a there's like a common room? Well, it seems like it might be a senior citizen home based on who is watching. <laughs> there are no young him. people at the B&B. So that was question number one. Number two, when did he buy the Rocky Road ice cream? And would it have melted on the windowsill? No, it's cold. Or would it's the cold. outside temperature have, have kept it? No, I think that, you know, it's a blizzard that day. I mean, I think that uh, a freezer temperature uh, is, uh, you know, uh, a you know a good freezer temperature let me see i, I looked at this recently i want to say uh what do you want like 7 17 degrees let me see freezer temperature cuz i feel like that that's probably right around where you want it um somebody somebody wrote in by the way and said is zero it just me or does, the, does the weather not match at all in Punks 20? The blizzard is so bad it's closing down roads an hour away, but it's barely snowing there. There's no snowflakes when he drives around with the bowling guys. It's a beautiful sunny day when he's hype sculpting. Shorty makes a snowman later. 
But for a giant blizzard, it seems like a pretty calm day night. I mean, this is a lot of the like issues with like making the movie. Like they shot the movie over three months. Some days it was snowing. Right. Some days it was 80 degrees. So right. um, there, there were times it's when a- it legitimately snowed when they were making the movie. There are scenes where you could see people's breaths. But other times uh, there's almost like no snow whatsoever to speak of on the street or uh, in the background. Mm-hmm. And is it snowing what- in space? Uh, you know, yeah. as he asks, which makes absolutely no sense on the phone. You know, I noticed that when they enter Punxsutawney for the first time, there is a welcome sign. I never read what was on the welcome sign. And it says the original weather capital of the world mm-hmm. since 1887. Didn't we establish mm-hmm. just two days ago that this was not a big deal in the greater global community until after this movie? So they are claiming that the town is like the world's weather town because of this prognostication. Um, so it seems to me like uh, to the people, they thought False this advertising. was a big deal. Yeah, I yeah. think they did think it was a big deal because the small town, they're getting a couple thousand people. Maybe now it's like tripled or quadrupled. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? The Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Yes. It became popular like a little bit in the 90s and then really when like uh, Kobayashi and then Joey Chestnut take over. But they like in their in their sort of history, they claim it's been going on since like 1920 something. But there's no record of it starting before like 74. They're just like carnival parkers who make stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if yeah. if PP has really been going since 1887. Yeah. But Eric, when you were a kid, though, you heard of Groundhog Day, right? It wasn't like that. The movie came out like what's Groundhog Day? But has he yeah, heard of no, Pump absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it was like pretty. I think it's pretty standard fare, right? I think this is like a national holiday as long as I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like that it didn't exist really before this. Like it only became a th- like it became like a phenomenon, I think, because of the movie. But it existed like it was like mm-hmm. I, I, re- I think like I knew February 2nd was like ground. I feel like that when I was a kid, they would say like on the radio, like if the groundhog saw his shadow or not. But I think this is the first time that you saw what was going on. We, you know, on Groundhog Day. You just heard the reports. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, all right. Some other thoughts that really bothered me uh, on rewatching. Why does the wife say, oh, my God, he's having a heart attack when the man is very clearly choking? <laughs> that's a good question. And then he rescues right. him from choking. It's mm-hmm. not yeah, good. This it's movie invents not- somebody choking on, in, at, like, on a TV show or movie. It doesn't make any sense. Why does she say that? Hmm. Yeah, maybe she doesn't know. She's not a doctor. I mean, he, he, he seems to be grasping at his throat. He's turning <laughs> purple. I don't know. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Uh, why is Phil chewing bubble gum like, like a grade school little brat while learning the piano? That is a very what good question. I mean, mm-hmm. now, he's very far progressed in his journey where, you know, he probably is going for like, uh, I don't know, like a year or two of days before he even thinks to play the piano. Uh, I'm not right. sure why he is. I like I think what the movie was going for that he's like a uh, like a little kid getting piano lessons. And that's why he has the bubble gum. But that makes very little sense why Phil at this stage in his journey is chomping the bubble gum like that. It's weird. I, I wonder if he's like pretending to be a kid almost like, hey, I'm a kid. I'm going to piano lessons, getting rid of that other kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe does you think that he's like basically trying to uh, like play a, a big on this person? 
on the yeah, piano teacher? Essentially, yes. He's pulling mm-hmm. a big. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it's a crossover episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things that I got from the director's commentary, I don't know if this came through, uh, like uh, PP always comes through, mm-hmm. that when he's in the diner and he's listening to the piano concerto, uh, or when you hear it, he's actually, he's listening to that piano concerto like on the boombox. And then hearing that inspires him to go and take the piano lessons. Like, I feel like it's unclear. You don't really know if that piano sound is coming from the the piano teacher's house uh, when the kid is getting kicked out. Did either of you get that? That he hears the piano on the radio that one time. It's like, oh, I should learn how to play this song. Yeah, how does he find? Does he like look up in the phone book and then uh, and then like find her? How does it? I'm not sure how he finds it. By the way, Eric mentioned the phone book the first day, mm-hmm. uh, and a listener said uh, there was a there was a comment about reading the phone book and that those don't exist anymore. As we said it, would you believe that somebody said they received the county phone book in the mail this week? They were shocked and commented on the fact that it existed, and both her kids did not know what it was. Oh, they so I, I guess you still do get exist. them. Um, I feel like in L.A., I used to still get them, and I felt like that I would run. If I ever ran for office, I thought that that would be the number one thing I would run against was publication of uh, yellow pages and white pages. Also, L.A. is like a weird place because you'd think like half the people there like wouldn't want to be in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Anybody worth their salt probably doesn't want their address. Well, I there. think that they make a lot of money from businesses that want to be in there. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of advertising. Mm-hmm. For a while, that's how Rob was booking his interviews. Yeah. He would, uh, <laughs> you know, find the local survivors. He'd look them up. I mean, they're, they're, on their I mean that's line. why I was in Los Angeles. That's where most of them were. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to be listed. Please, somebody find me. Do, do you guys want a theory of the day? Sure. All right. This is from David. He says, uh, I'm not even believing my own theory, but it feels appropriate to have one still. So to piggyback from the day four discussion about Ned being the time loop, he says, Ned is actually a crazy Phil Connor stalker. He knew Phil was coming to Punxsutawney from watching the evening news. It's Phil's fourth time covering the event. I'm not going to comment on what evening news it was. I, he's, I feel like local weathermen and newscasters will say random asides about their personal lives during the broadcast. And he took all this information, like maybe Phil, uh, Phil once mentioning his sister's name or something, to try and trick Phil into buying policies. A TV personality would probably be Ned's best client with the highest income. So hmm. is he a stalker or is he trying to make a sale? Because I think that's a little different. Hmm. Uh, and, and Will points I out... Think, I think uh, a stalker uh, is a little different than a salesman. Yeah. Uh, Will points out, uh, on the last day before he wakes up on February 3rd, Phil buys every kind of insurance from Ned. Not much of a question, but that's going to be a huge pain to cancel on February 3rd. Well, I don't think he's canceling. Really, you think he's fine with every type of insurance? Hmm. I mean, I mean he's died a hundred times before. Well, that not to like really like rain on Ned Ryerson's uh, parade, um, but like, why does Phil need life insurance? I mean, uh, he yeah. is not a family man. Uh, that he does mm-hmm. not have people that he is providing for or supporting. Maybe. Is he so like, okay, well, Rita, I got to take care of Rita in case anything happens to me. If I ever get out of this time loop, um, I better get my policies up to date. Yeah, like he's going to die shortly after this. <laughs> I think that like they're not really chronicling this, but I think it probably takes a toll on his body. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably a little worse for wear after having experienced this all yeah. somewhere within him. 
By the way, going back to Ned Ryerson, a trivia question for you. Uh, what is what is the name of Phil's sister? Oh, it's something like. Is it a Mary? It's something like that. I think it's something crazier than that. Mary Kate? Nope, that's the Ashley, Ashley sister. No, because Mary, Mary, Mary Pat, J. Mary Pat. Mm. Phil and Mary Pat. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I really thought I'd know this movie like cold by the end. And I feel like I have, like, I couldn't pass a test. On mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. I, I've actually been trying because I didn't, I don't want the shame of, of moments like that. Right. So I, I like, I've been almost drilling down on facts like that along the way and still in one year and out the other, no matter how many times I hear. Well, that. I think it's just a testament to what Phil was able to accomplish of, you know, we thought like, Hey, this is just a movie. We'll master it in six days. But you know, like for him to learn the piano and be a master ice sculptor and do both of those mm-hmm. things. I mean, think of how many years we'd have to watch the movie until we had that level of mastery. Well, you remember my original pitch, Rob, right? Mm-hmm. I do. Re- I do remember here. it. Um, I, I don't know if the listeners. Uh, I, I stand by that this was the right amount of time. Well, Groundhog mm-hmm. Week. I will say, I feel like as it's wrapping up, I'm coming back from Shabbat and reading. I, I feel like people are starting to get sad. This is done. I think this was like a bigger hit than I thought. Yeah. Um, I, people yeah, are we're already missing pe- it. It's still happening, and it's yeah. And, and people it, are saying. Somebody said, hey, you have to do one more day with Palm Springs. Eric's mentioned it so much, like a bonus day. People are saying, like, can you can you do this again next year? And people yeah. are saying, what's figure out what to do next year. People are already like having, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, pains of it being missing. It's not <sighs> yeah. even gone yet. Do you remember what George Costanza would do, Akiva? He'd hit one home run and then he'd leave the room. Mm-hmm. He'd, say he'd, he'd get the good joke and he'd, he'd, he'd yeah. go out on top. Better to go out with them wanting more. Than mm-hmm. to beat it into the ground and then they're sick of it and they stop listening. No, for sure. I'm sure you were right about a, about a week. I, mm-hmm. But, you know, I am a little sad. I don't know. I thought I'd know this movie by heart after a week and I definitely do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we- something similar is happening to me. It, it is. There is a fondness growing within me. One time I lost a fantasy football bet and I could only eat vegetables every day for four straight days. And I don't like vegetables. So that was difficult for me. But a crazy thing happened. Uh, I, I had to come up with ways to make it work for myself. So I started juicing them, using a Nutribullet, this and that. And then when it was done, I started continuing to do that on my own volition. And I feel like that's what's going to happen to me here. I feel like I was expecting to really have some difficulties. And instead, I think I'm going to talk to myself about this movie for at least another week, if not longer, because uh, I'm, I feel like I've taken a lot from the experience. I have learned yeah. Learn to love. Mm-hmm. I still haven't I, gotten to watch it with uh, my kids yet. Uh, and yeah. I, I feel like I still may do that after this week is over. Well, I was thinking about that. I, I don't think I can do that. I think I might have to wait six months to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll watch like Palm Springs with my wife instead. My wife has like knocked this movie a couple times when she's coming. She's like, you're watching that movie seven times. So I don't think she was a big fan of it. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think we've really talked about our origin stories uh, with uh, Groundhog Day. Do mm-hmm. either of you remember the first time you saw this movie? Tell them, tell me about your first time. I think I think it was uh, on like the WB a lot mm-hmm. in like the late nineties. I think they just re- they used to replay a lot of movies, and I think they replayed it. And I think I just saw it a few times that way. Plus, my friend Menachem Zomber 
used to his family used to really like this movie, so I think we watched it once together. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't seen it in probably 15, 20 years before this. What about you, Eric? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's what's really insane about me even agreeing to do this in the first place is that I have no affinity for it whatsoever. This is not like a, there's no lore of my interest in this film. I'm sure I've seen it three, four times, you know, in my life, but this is, I, I have no particular fond memory of it whatsoever. Um, and now these will be my fond memories of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I am always a fan of when you can associate something back to a, a memorable time. So now that I will always have a soft spot for this mediocre film. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody asked us, the three of us, what's the movie that you've seen the most? Um, and uh, I'm, I, th- I know the answer for me. Yeah, it's Toy Story two because when I taught at a special needs school, um, like if there was like the only movie we had one year, so I had to watch it like twenty times. That like the kids who like stayed late or whatever would watch movies like post school. Uh, so I've seen that movie probably twenty times there, maybe ten more times at home. So it's Toy Story two for me. What about you and Eric? Eric, uh, what do you think? Uh, for me, it is either Billy Madison, Clue, maybe Outside Shot, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, possibly, um, yeah. you know, all the classics, basically. Well, I think yeah. it's Billy Madison, most likely, because one summer uh, I was doing something like this sort of on my own accord. Like it was in my heyday of of going out. And when I would get home maybe possibly a little bit drunk. It's like one or 2 a.m. I would put it on every single night. I had a VHS of, of it at the time. It may have been a DVD. I think it was a VHS though. Mm-hmm. And I would just hit hit start. As soon as I got home, it would soothe my soul. Help, yeah. help me, uh, you know, wind down from a long night out. Eric and I are pretty uh, simpatico. Uh, that's why we've been uh, great friends over the years. So uh, everything Eric mentioned, and I'll also add Back to the Future, uh, and also uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, but I, I do wonder, you know, as Eric talked about, you know, OK, the experience of at college of, OK, we came home from the bar. Let's put this a certain piece of media on. Does that exist for our younger listeners? Do they do they have that experience like in a in a video on demand world? Is there one movie or piece of media that gets played? constantly or is it just whatever is new on netflix or streaming yeah i think it's whatever's new or streaming or or just tiktok or youtube videos right so you might go to a source Mm -hmm. of media but i don't think it would be one specific but you have a bunch of guys in a house like living together they come home from the bar and they're putting on tiktoks on the tv like something is is on the tv right they they own a tv right or is everybody semester, just on their phone? In college, I couldn't get even reception. You know, we had like an antenna situation. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we got was not not the home shopping network, but the shop at home network with Don West selling Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. And I watched that every single night yeah. at two in the morning. So much so to that this day, I have almost total recall of the full catalog of, of, of Thai Beanie Babies. Well, are we just sort of like uh, the old folks in the B&B of thinking that there's like a common room or the like young people who go to a college? Like, is there is it like mistaken to think that one kid in the house 
has a big TV that they lug around with them? Or does everybody just have like an iPad and a phone and that's it? And there is no big TV at the house. Hmm. Younger listeners who are listening to day six of Groundhog Week, all all two yeah. of you, let us we know. We got a bunch of messages about about like I'm so young and I, uh, you I know, know, what a flex. Like I never Maybe seen this, this is movie. what they're gathering for. Yeah, a lot of 23, 24 year olds saying, "Hey, I never listened before, but I never watched this movie before, but yeah. I'm all in now." Tell us what the situation is with something? the TV. Do reporters normally count themselves in before starting a report, or do they receive a cue? from their producer or or the camera she's new i find that i find it odd that he keeps going okay we'll go in three two one is that is that customary hmm yeah i think she's new right so he she doesn't know to do it yet yeah i i think that really it's once chris elliott's character once larry is recording i don't know if it's if it's uh necessary maybe in post-production maybe for the editor maybe it's uh there's some help there but yeah, well, you wouldn't think you would need to do it. Hmm. Okay. I caught two inconsistencies yet again in his own conduct. Uh, he, okay, when he finally starts to come around on, okay, I kind of like repeating this day. I think I'm going to probably be here for a while. I know I'm in this loop, but he's like changing his tune about it. He asks his mom, or mom, if you will, yeah, um, to hold his room he says, I think I'm going to stay an extra day. Why would he tell this poor woman to book his room for an extra day when he knows full well the next day is never going to come? So he's giving her a false sale. <laughs> yeah, but no harm, no foul. I think it's only day three or day four at that point. So maybe he's not 100% sure at that point that uh, this is, I think this was what the, the night after he wakes up from uh, getting arrested from the police. I think he's just having fun with mom. All right, mm. right before his suicide mission, mm -hmm. he tells Rita, I just want you to remember, we had a beautiful day together once. Yes. But the thing is, they didn't. He <laughs> yeah, had a beautiful yeah. day with her. Only he experienced it. They did not have a beautiful day that I day. I mean, they did have a beautiful day. They danced in the snow. Like, it was pretty beautiful. It did I don't think that was the ending. day he was committing suicide, though. Mm -hmm. So that was a prior day that yeah. he had with her. Yeah. I... I I, I look, we know what he meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just having fun at that point. Um, right. how about, let me ask you, um, about, um, uh, something that I thought was absurd in this latest viewing. There's one night of all of the nights we see in the movie that Phil dines with Rita in a German restaurant. That there is uh, a a young Bavarian woman carrying giant Eric Steins of beer through the background of the restaurant. Seemingly Stein. the yeah the only time did, did either of you notice this the the German restaurant that for some reason is packed on uh, Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney yeah, I mean, I during the blizzard. Visitors. Visitors to the town, so like uh, people need a place to eat. But yeah, that's weird. There's a lot. There's a few places we just see once, like mm -hmm. the bands. Yeah, and I'll do you even better. I don't think I've ever seen that scene before. <laughs> you can't miss it because it's you, when when you like sort of like know the locations of the like. There's only a couple different places that they go to eat. Um, it's either you know 
in the more and, diner. And, well, yeah, this is a tip top diner. Um, there's the like restaurant where like the party is being held, which Harold Ramis uh, says is also a ja- uh, a former jail, which is also where they shot the jail scenes for the movie. And then they have this one night in the Bavarian German restaurant. It's like Epcot. Wow, that that is interesting. I guess they're going. He goes around the world, but we only see Germany. Mm-hmm. And that and that's you know really what I it. saw for the first time after he gives the married couple the WrestleMania tickets. The wife kisses him on the lips to say thank you, and then. The husband kisses Rita, who didn't do anything whatsoever, right. did not even give the gift or know about it. And then the wife like shoots daggers through it yes. because he just took this a rough wedding day to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. cheated on, on the future. We've husband, established at least that. Yeah, at least. And now and now I think this is like uh, there's some muscle memory with some of these women in Phil. That's what we've learned. Because <laughs> even Phil walking past um, Rita at the movie theater or and like him keep saying like you'll remember hopefully you'll remember this or something Mm -hmm. somewhere in there they remember it they at least feel the vibes Mm -hmm. do you think it's surprising that doris bids on him yeah well well, that's the three-way uh bidding race uh that i noticed i was like you know let me take note of who's bidding on phil it's Doris the waitress versus one of the flat tire ladies versus Nancy with then Rita coming mm-hmm. in over the top. I mean, Eric, in how many of these uh, different days did uh, Phil and Doris maybe have something? Yeah. Or maybe uh, maybe when he was he was jacking up the, the car as well. This uh, this is a telling a whole other side of what he's actually been doing in the days we're not seeing, right? See, I mean, I, it does. They seem pretty tickled by him. I don't think he ever seduced any of the uh, tire jack ladies because I think that, you know, in like in Phil's stages of being in the time loop, like I think that the women that are sort of like out and about like uh, sure, maybe he like uh, like met and seduced everybody. But when he gets into his phase of doing good deeds, like I don't even know if he runs into the t- the tire jack ladies um, at any point. Uh, until he starts like, oh, uh, there's a car that's broken down. Like, I feel like that uh, he doesn't get involved with some of these folks until further in his evolution. Yeah, right. I mean, that's towards the end, right? The the uh, the auto club carjack thing. Mm-hmm. Certainly towards the yeah, end. Yeah, that'd of the be movie. funny. Yeah. That'd be funny if he was like, if he was like, had gotten with all. Of, I think there's like four women in that car or something like that. Mm-hmm. But again, we Hearing think he's you, been around this town. Wait, you think that there was like some sort of like uh, uh, group situation? Maybe no, 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 no. I think probably realistically, probably separately. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I wouldn't put you know ten thousand days. There's a lot of possibilities for different things to happen. Mm-hmm. A few other things that I uh, picked up on, or or really landed for me this time that have not previously. Larry's fake tip at the dance. What yeah. a scumbag move. Palming a, a tip. Uh, what, have you ever heard of such a thing before? So he what is he, he puts $2 down, but then takes one back. I think he takes it all back. I think he basically, while Nancy is looking to impress her, he looks like he's going to be a gentleman. And then he sort of like 
does a maneuver where he sort of like cups his hand and puts it back into his pocket. Harold Ramis mentioned this, and I had never noticed it before. Uh, but he, Harold Ramis, says he ta- he uh, puts down two but takes one back. Oh, what is it? Why? I mean, you only have to put like make her think you're putting down two dollars, but then you actually only put one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, also- we'll, when we do our commentary tomorrow, we'll be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I mean, well as some other things that I noticed for the first time. That's part of the fun time. of Did- next time we go through the time loop. Like, we're going to fix that. Have you guys ever noticed the groundhogs dancing in the gazebo before? There's like two, like, mascots. No. Oh. <laughs> They're just literally going nuts during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You uh, see, this is the beauty of watching so many times. You start to really see the detail work mm-hmm. yeah. behind the, the whole thought process. You know, that is a, a little... A special, special moment there. Akiva, I have something for you uh, that you've talked mm-hmm. about the uh, police officer, about how sure. when they get stopped by the uh, by the cop and he says, uh, turn around. Although uh, yesterday I didn't uh, get to mention that I wrote, wrote down um, in the back and forth with the police officer, uh, the police officer says to Phil, pal, you got that moisture on your head. Uh, when he says about how this, like, uh, the moi- uh, <laughs> moisture, which I don't really know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he's not wearing, he doesn't wear his coat out to argue in the freezing cold snow with the yeah. police officer but the first time. It's Harold crazy. Ramis talked about how that the guy that they got, and maybe Akiva, you're onto something, with the guy that they got to do that, I guess, was like an extra. And they actually redubbed the guy's voice. Uh, that the guy who, yes, who they, I think you could tell that the guy who they got was uh, i guess so bad that they mm-hmm. had to have like a voice actor dub the voice for that police officer and maybe that contributes th- to the bad performance that is not I matching think, up i think they reshoot that scene because it's it's very it's like the worst green screen of the movie it's and not I think green it's, not, it's not green screen i don't know where you're getting you green sure? screen from it's like it's uh, it's a different uh, unless I, Harold Ramis is a dirty liar. Uh, that they're I don't this, think he remembers. They, you know, it's been. Do, it was so why are you disparaging <laughs> He's he recorded a commentary and, uh, and, and and you said he didn't care about it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he went through the, the motions. Here's the yeah. thing: I, you could tell it's that we'll look at it tomorrow live, but. You can tell it's it's sort of the, the there words was, are off. There was not green other than Bill Murray doing the weather clothes, scene Rob. in, I think in he's the not studio. Even wearing the same clothes as the van. We have to look at that. I think the clothes are different from the van because in the van he's wearing a coat. And then he goes outside without a jacket. That's crazy. Yeah, because it's he's not a one on continuous shot of like it's not a, like a reality show that they're filming of like all right, Bill, get I out of the van. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying I think, but wouldn't he be where like I, I just think that there's a lot of errors with that scene. We'll go. We'll hopefully crack them all tomorrow. Yeah, I they, notice he uses the same voice when he's on the railroad tracks. His yes, he's scattering voice. So mm-hmm. that must yes. be Bill Murray's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I don't maybe the post. The, Those maybe the, like the, the the car wasn't wasn't actually uh like move it. They had to like fake the like percent right, just like the, he wasn't yeah. actually cold. But that's how he <laughs> defaulted in both of those seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kiva, I think you got that moisture on your head with that uh, green screen take. <laughs> I had an idea for a draft. Oh. Um, okay. Because we did if, have a few game ideas from, from the listeners also, so I'm excited. Oh, up to you guys. Uh, and we don't know. Give us your draft. So I was going to suggest that we each select maybe four people 
from the town mm-hmm. and who you'd want to have at a social event. You can choose it. You know, Uncle Kiwi, you could play sports with them or bring them somewhere. It could be a dinner party. Don't care what it is, but it's going to be your guest list. We're going to invite some of the listeners. We're going to be there. Who do you want to attend? Mm-hmm. We do a snake draft to see who you get with. But here's the key. Cannot refer to a list. So you got to do this off the top of your head. And I think the reason this will be fun and challenging is the whole town sucks. So who the hell do you want to hang out with? Who do you want to socialize with? These are people in Punxsutawney. Anyone in the movie. So basically anyone outside the big three? Can, it's a read, you can a invite them if you want, but that's at your own peril. Is I don't want Phil, Phil, no, no, I don't think Phil... Phil's an option. He no, sucks. take the take no, Phil, Phil Rita, Larry, are yeah. all... These are native... Native uh, Punxsutawneyans. It's burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd say invite him at your own risk. Is this he, a snake a draft or this is... Um... I'll defer to you guys on order. I, I was actually yeah. ready to go as many as five people each just to make it. I don't know if we can name that many I don't know people. if we can come up with 15 people, right? <laughs> All right, let's go. That's why. Who's got, the, who's got the first pick? All right, Eric, you go first. This is your idea. Um, Round one. Oof. Okay. I am going to take pop with the first pop. overall pick. Why? All right. You're, you'll find out why in a minute. I'm not going to tell you okay. my strategy. Uh, oh, I, I think, are you taking all the people that are going to die and then you don't have to hang out with them? Is this, is this your it's a you- murder mystery party? It's <laughs> <laughs> actually the reason you're about to find out when I get to my second pick, if he's still there. Okay. All right. Akiva, you want to go number two? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I don't need to right now, but uh, yeah. Um, the do we need proper names or just the can the, the person from the thing? Oh, we couldn't come up with three names. I don't think mm-hmm. I, you know the piano teacher's name. I don't know her name. Does she have a name? I don't think that her she's named. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Akiva, you are on the clock. It's 6 a.m. Where are you going? My second pick, uh, or my first pick, second overall pick, is going to be the woman getting married later that day. I have got a lot of questions for her. (laughs) I want to know more about this marriage. You know, I want to know what's going on. So I'm taking that lady. Okay, uh, the bride. Uh, I'll take Nancy. Okay, you know, easy going. You know, yeah, she seems fun. She's talking very, about Mrs. Wilson's English class. Yeah, very low standards for you know um, a, a, a suitor. If mm. she gets excited, she, yeah, she uh, makes chipmunk noises. Makes noises. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she's fun. You know, she's there for a, a, a good picks, time. Though, Rob, it's, I get. It's oh, it's snake. it's snake draft. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess uh, give give me uh, the the waitress, uh, Doris. I'll take Doris, the waitress. You know, you know where maybe uh, we'll talk about Paris. Talk about the special. What is the special in the That's diner? true. Do you really like Paris that much? I mean, I, sure. I, I listen to it. You don't like you know. Paris that much, do you? It's. I mean, I'm indifferent on Paris. Um, do either of you remember the special in the diner? No, what is Absolutely it? Absolutely not. Blueberry waffles. Really? Yeah. That's not much of a special, honestly. <laughs> Sounds I don't like a special. Lose the momentum of the draft, but I just want to say mm-hmm. this is actually making possible. me concerns for my brain functionality. Why? How to watch something six days in a row and have no Rob recall. Rob has a, a very good memory. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, this I think he's making that up. No, I've that's true. That. Um, is it on a? Is that on like a piece of paper? Or she no, she says it. Um, that. Oh that uh, they're having the conversation ab- about when uh, Phil is like talking about uh, if he's God, if he's the God. And she's like, you're not God. Like, why? Because you survived a a, a car wreck. Uh, and then she's like, OK, our special today is blueberry waffles. And he's and they're talking about that. She's like, you want me to come back? Wow. Hmm. All right. My second pick is the guy that she's supposed to marry. I'm going to going to do a whole marriage counseling. <laughs> OK. Session with them. Yeah. So you're inviting a couple. Basically. Would you be yeah, a good marriage a counselor, Akiva? I think I would be good because Michael I think Shannon. to me, yeah, I'm inviting Michael Shannon because to me, I think it's like, I'm going to either fix them or break them up. And I think either one would be good. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also They're I will give right credit to Harold Ramis. So I'm not sure when he did the DVD commentary uh, for this, but um, he didn't like completely no sell Michael Shannon. Like, oh, there's some guy. I don't really know who he was. He knew his, he knew his name, Michael Shannon. I don't know if he had become a uh, famous actor by that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Eric, Eric, who are your last two picks? All right. Uh, oh, are we doing are we doing three each or four each? That's very Let's important. Keep going. Let's three. Each. Okay. All right. Got I don't know. How many I got, okay. I got. Well, I have a murder mystery theme going with Pop as my first guest, so I'm going to choose the cop. As my next pick, okay, I mm-hmm. feel like he he could really command a room. Um, has some interesting one-liners we know of. 
And the cop that I'm, stops I'm, that stops him on the bridge uh, basically says, "You can't, you know, you can, pal, you got that moisture on your head." Not the police exactly. officer that arrests Correct. Phil. Absolutely not. Yeah. Correct. The the one we love. And um, I I was leaning towards mom, but uh, to reunite the whole family. But I I'm gonna go instead with the French maid. Um, oh, because I want to make Chester happy at my party. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. She's very attractive. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad pick, honestly. Phil's movie date. Yeah, I think I have an obvious pick at number eight. I'm going to pick Ned and I'm going to punch him in the face. I've always oh, wanted to do it. Oh, that's a good one. Kid. Yeah, I'm going to knock him out and then I'm just going to talk to the couple. <laughs> Boy, um, let's see. Not a ton of excitement left at number nine. Uh, I mean, this is the end of the draft. I can sort of talk it through. Uh, there's the... Uh, there's still mom. There's the piano teacher. There's pork chop. Snowball kids. Snowball. Oh, uh, snow, hairdo. What about snowball hairdo? kids? Hairdo. Well, hairdo is not the a resident old, of Punxsutawney. She would not be eligible. Really? The yeah. old ladies. Yeah. The, there's the, the the ladies who uh, get jacked. Uh, there's Felix. Uh, he can do chores around the house now. Um, mm-hmm. The two drunk guys. They're fun. the drunk guys. Yeah. I don't know if I would want oh, the dr- want the drunk guys. Um, so. I don't know. I guess uh, I guess I'll go with the piano teacher. Okay. Do you want to learn piano? Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, am I in the time loop? You have one day to learn piano. Okay. Well, I don't know what how much is going to happen on one day. Or so what? Not. Okay. So let's. Are, are we going to do one more? Or are we closing it? Because I want to. I think we should close. I think it is out. What type of event? Are I just you don't know anybody else. with the people that you have selected. Oh, I wasn't really thinking it through in terms of like uh, what the event is going to be. I guess it's a it's a podcast it's a panel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The that's, piano that's teacher, bad, she's actually. doing like live uh, music like uh, Will, when ah, Will from like, America. She's from America. America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So that would be exciting. Mm-hmm, that is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to rent out a like a therapist office and be a fake therapist for this couple and do marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't be worse than the real therapist, therapist, Rob. Um, let me think about that for a minute. Would Akiva be mm-hmm. a good therapist? I mean, I do think that you, um, have an ability to, you know, you could get people to open up. I think you would be, uh, a decent therapist. I mean, okay. I, 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 my concerns would be yeah. sometimes you, uh, have a habit of like talking out of your butt of, uh, mm-hmm. and giving like sort of, a, a, you know, advice to people that's like, You know, most people um, sort of like, you know, um, facts that, you know, are more vibes than facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that. I hear you. I mean, like, uh, should we consult with Mara about like uh, how good of a, you know, therapist you would be in terms of like Mm -hmm. giving people relationship advice? I'll ask Mara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're an expert. Great. Have you, do you give people a lot of relationship advice? No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone's ever come to me and asked for relationship advice. Mm hmm. I don't know. I think like you a have a very. I want to tell people what to do. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, you have a, a stately voice, which makes you a uh, very, uh, you know, credible half the battle. Singing, right. And then I think, I do think that you are uh, empathetic. And gosh, you're an upbeat lady. So, uh, <laughs> as in the film. So, um, I think you would do a, a great job, genuinely. I think you would want to help. I really mm. do. So, I think that it's nice that you are taking your social time to work through this young couple's issues. However, I would be concerned that they maybe are ill-matched. 
I'm not sure you're going to have a happy outcome. I think working. No, I, I just problems want, may I lead want to right an annulment, possibly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another quick game, by the way, hit by a car. Claire who says the series transcends the medium. Keep up the great work, lads. She's got a ding, marry, kill of three songs from the movie. OK. Weatherman, I Got You, Babe, and the Pennsylvania Polka. Ooh. The Pennsylvania polka is really brutal. We haven't talked about it too much. Oh, I, I've had so of much movies. of this music from the movie stuck in my head so this much. week. So much. Ba, ba, More than anything ba, 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 ba. The it's a Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania polka. It's really, really you'll hear a lot of it. Ba, 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 ba. The toughest one here the is which one do you polka. kill? Because I'm marrying. Because I got killing you, is easy. I want to kill all of yeah. them. No, you want yeah. that every day the rest of your life I got you, baby? I mean, I don't, I mean, if like I film. use Pennsylvania polka 10 more times, I'm heading for the hills. That's got to Or the cliff, if no. you will. Kill yeah. Weatherman. Weatherman is trash. Um, and Harold Ramis, who mentions a number of times that he, he oh, I, did you know I, I co-wrote the uh, Weatherman song? I think that the person who <laughs> uh, did the Weatherman song, I think also did the music for Gandhi. Really? I'm not sure if that was a joke or not. I have to check that out. That's, that, that can't be real. <laughs> That's absurd. I think that you got to uh, you got to ding the polka, right? Has has a little tempo to it. It's a little exciting. I killed yeah. the poke guy, dinged weatherman, and I married. Uh, uh, I'm with Eric. Sunny and Cher song. Yeah, I can't marry. I can't marry. And- I got you, babe. That I cannot do that every day for the rest <laughs> of my life. I've done it for six days, and it's it's. I think I'm gonna have to marry weatherman. Mm-hmm. If I if if it, I mean we're all married, but I want like uh, a listener to get married out there to walk down to that song. I mean this, Pennsylvania polka. No, not the Pennsylvania polka. I got you, babe. I got you. I think people um, have gotten married. I got you, babe. Probably. Uh, and then one more game. A uh, Gray wants us to pick the king of the Phils. We have got Phil Connors and Pugs of Tony Phil. Who's the best Phil in the world, though? I mean, uh, you well, want to famous Phils? Uh, Phil well, Collins. No, if, if, you're, if you're making the list, it'll be like Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> What is mm-hmm. what, whose side are you on even? <laughs> well, yeah. does are Phillips or Phil's, right? That we could agree on. Yeah. I well, I what think about it's Phil a, Phillips. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Uh like um, but uh just in terms of uh Phil's, I mean who, who Phil Collins. Phil Negro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phil Negro, uh Philip Baker Hall. Phil Rosenthal. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. He might be the king of the Phil's. I think I still go Phil Collins. Phil Collins, he's number one on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Under, on a page that says famous Phil's, he's he's first. Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil Kogan. Oh, Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. Phil Kogan's there. Mm-hmm. Phil Donahue. Phil, Dr. Phil is, uh, ooh, I, you know what? People used to call Do- Phil Donahue Donahue. Like his show was called Donahue, right? So he's not like. Uh, yeah, but really nobody went. Like, no. People didn't call him by, he didn't get the last name treatment from people. He's like, uh, he think, I'm pretty sure people called him Phil. I don't think people like, hey, Donahue. Donahue. Okay, so th- th- I think there's less famous Phils than I realized is, is what I'm realizing. <laughs> Wilson Phillips, the band. Uh, see oh, now, I see McCracken. that's not a Phil. Phillips is not a Phil. I, oh, I know. I'm 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 taunting <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phillips. <laughs> Phillips screwdriver. Phil Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Ooh. a good one. Uh, Jordan Smith points out, considering Phil's immortal and his physical body doesn't seem to change, he really never has to work out and even brush his teeth except for the taste. Yeah, duh. I mean, that must be nice to never have to work out. He said, I don't even have to floss. 
What? Yeah. Well, hold I mean, on. I never Kivo, if you know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to let you get away with these, these throwaways anymore. Anyway. I have to. I just don't. You know. Oh, so different. that's fair. So yeah, it's you nice uh, to not have well, to. I do think that that, that that there's a part of that, that he's sort of like absolved from the guilt of like any of us yeah. could eat like what Phil eats, but mm-hmm. people would, you'd feel bad potentially uh, about yeah, like. I eat unhealthy. I feel bad about it. I, there's a fancy gym in my office building that we have free access to. I've never been in there once. I feel bad about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Doc says a funny point. This is a little different from what we've heard. He says, sea otters are notorious handholders. They hold hands all night to prevent each other from floating away. So Bill Murray's night of making love like sea otters may have been pretty PG-13. Unlike this movie, um, which is PG. Although Amazon Prime says that it's for ages 13 plus. I think because I think the suicide scenes probably haven't aged well in terms of like what's appropriate, you know? Mm -hmm. Not that they were great then. No. Well, speaking of one of those, uh, can we go back to the toaster uh, that all through like the time loop, the toaster is set up at the B&B with just four pieces of white bread sticking out of the toaster. Like it's set up when somebody wants somebody wants toast. But this is like. An asinine way to have like your B and B set up, right? Like that's yeah, uh, that they put the like the untoasted bread just like sitting there, and then you come over because then Phil brings it upstairs with him. The bread is still in the toaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. That's um, not going to fly in COVID times. That that you need no. a sneeze guard on that. That's yeah. What well, what happens at the end of the day? They put the bread back in the bag. It seems like a waste of bread. I paid attention to the spread at the breakfast. That's anything anything interesting notes? Uh there was like a loose fruit salad. Yeah, in like a in like a jug, right? What do they do with yeah, that? that? Seems like a lot of also uh work for for the kitchen, which mm-hmm. already seems a little backed up making deja vu. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like to have to cut that fresh every morning is uh it's, it's a lot. Nice. People didn't really seem like they were uh, using it up. You know, no, Phil, it was, it's absolutely Phil. Uh, like, not Phil, full. <laughs> full. Um, there, there are two chocolates on the bedstand, uh, the bedside table. Phil never eats them in any of the time loops. Hmm. They're almost Chekhov's chocolates, but they're. I would have tried them. Not. Yeah. Huh. Um, also, at the bed and breakfast, there are so many bottles of shampoo in the communal shower. You think everyone leaves their shampoo there like it's a college dorm? Or I mean, I don't think that they would or should, but that wherever they're shooting this, there's like, you know, uh, you know, 19 bottles of shampoo that are in the the shower at the B&B. I took note of that as well. I thought that was extremely odd that they don't have, you know, hot water. They don't have individual uh, showers in the rooms, but yet they have. Endless supply of of body products and, mm-hmm. and hair products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to the the, the toaster, and I, I think we've discussed this previously. Look, but Frank, a toaster place where he takes the bath is is the same place that has all yeah, of the shampoo right. where the, with the cold shower. So is he taking a freezing cold bath? Yeah, and also is yeah. So the the bath that you're you're talking about with the with the toaster, right? The toaster bath. Like, um, is that the same bathroom setup as uh, as the shower? I have to feel like it's That's different. Let's I don't look, think it is. Let's look yeah. at that tomorrow. I think that looks like it's in his private suite or something. So now the whole thing's falling apart. The whole movie, the whole premise. You you screwed up for the last time here on this one, Ramus and company. Mm. 
Yeah. Here's something that I thought was a little odd. Uh, right before the sweet vermouth scene, there is this total non sequitur. It's like a very fast scene, quick cut right before and right after, where a townsperson says, hey, it's Phil Connors. Like he's recognized. Yeah. What's the point of, of this scene? Yeah, I don't it, get it. It started, it started making me wonder again if there was something to what we were talking about a few days ago where they're trying to actually sell the fact that there is some sort of cumulative yeah. effect of him being around and that he's being recognized by someone because there was nothing to the interaction, nothing before, nothing after. It wasn't funny. Those people never show up again at any point. So what are we trying to establish with that? Eric, is that I when that he's, he's famous? Well, I, Eric, I is, is I that when he is um, pulling the like distributor out of the car, the couple that walks by, that's, what, that's the, uh, the moment you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought like uh, a couple times I thought that that was the married, the getting married couple. It's not. Harold Ramis identifies those people as like relatives of his. I don't know if it was like, hey, let me see if I can like uh, get uh, like royalties uh, coming in for people I know. The entire movie is cast with like uh, people that like either are related to or friends with Harold Ramis. Like most of the background people are like, oh yeah, that's uh, my assistant. She worked for me for 17 years. That was, that's my neighbor. Oh, that's my lawyer. That's uh, so, I don't know. It was like, it, these just like cush jobs that like, oh, I have a speaking role in a movie. You know, that makes me wonder, have we had this situation backwards? We thought that Bill Murray was acting a fool on the set and he was probably the blame for the rifts between them. Is it actually uh, like a possibility that Ramis was a, uh, a egomaniac? He's filled the set with all kinds of non-actors who are his friends and families, big time in uh, Bill Murray all the time. And all Bill Murray wanted was to stick with the Rubin script, um, get some good good work done, get in and get out. And, and Ramis is having a field day pretending to be a doctor. He's singing weatherman all day. Maybe he so, just wanted to get the movie done. I would say that my, my read on this after listening to the Harold Ramis commentary. And again, we, I've never like heard Bill Murray's side of any of this. Like, I, I think that Harold Ramis came in, wanted to, you know, he is a consummate professional, but also I think for him, this was like, a job. Uh, I, I think it's maybe been overreported. I don't know if Harold Ramis was actually a Buddhist. Do we know? Do we know that? I thought that the screenwriter Danny Rubin was more into the Buddhism. Harold Ramis uh, says in the commentary that people of every religion seem to just like, oh no, no, that's what I believe. Like I think Harold Ramis came in. He like ran like a very like uh, clean operation, but like didn't like uh, take it so seriously and was there to sort of like keep things light, keep things fun. The studio was uh, giving them this budget because they wanted a PG light comedy like he knew what he was supposed to be turning out. And Danny Rubin. And maybe even Bill Murray were the ones that were like trying to be more intense and serious about things. I don't think that um, Harold Ramis was a goof off or like uh, like not taking it seriously. But also like for him, I don't think that this was the end of the world. Like I think that this was like this was just another thing he was doing. By the way, it says in on Ramis' Wikipedia page that uh, one of his daughters uh, is I think maybe his oldest child, Violet. Bill Murray is the godfather. So like mm -hmm. they were at one point incredibly close. Although I do feel says, like, although, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think, I although think I know humanist beliefs, Erica's Buddhist upbringing greatly influenced. Erica is, it was his second wife. 
Um, so I don't think he was a Buddhist. I think that is maybe, like you said, a, a you know, a fake Hollywood. Uh, Danny Rubin, I think, was more. Um, you yes. know, although there is a story about that. Um, didn't Harold Ramis like, uh, like, uh, like push Bill Murray up against a wall during the production of this? Didn't yes. we talk about the physical yes. altercation? Yes, we did. Yeah. So I don't know if he was like, hey, knock it off, Bill Murray. Also, I wouldn't think that just uh, ghost busting is all that Buddhist, right? I wouldn't <laughs> think that that would be a part of their their practices. So I, he couldn't have been all that serious of a practitioner. Yeah. Um, allegedly, um, the Harold Ramis grabbed Bill Murray by the shirt collar and threw him up against the wall. Now, we know it was not in the scenes that were taking place at the Groundhog Dinner where Bill Murray's character did not have a shirt collar. Can I say a very bizarre line from Ramis's uh, wiki? Yeah. So follow along here, okay? Ramis's daughter, whose name is Molly Israel, okay? Okay. Was born in 1985 to he, that's Ramis, and director Amy Heckerling, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the director of Clueless, maybe? Okay. Um, while Heckerling was married to actor-director Neil Israel. Wow. So his daughter, Molly Israel, right, him... So this lady, Amy Heckerling, is married to Neil Israel. She has a daughter named Molly Israel, who's Ramis's. Is this like an affair where like they like he's filing out from his Wikipedia page? It's very bizarre. Boy, I can't stop after tomorrow. We got to we're only scratching the surface of all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a lot. We got a lot to um, figure out still. Yeah. Do you guys Someone like poetry? Very sad. Uh, no, I hate poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Eric? Uh, the only one I remember um is like from the one I memorized for my first or, or second grade class. That's the only, only poem I have any familiarity with. Mm-hmm. Casey at the bat, I liked. Uh, oh, Captain, my captain. You know, we're all uh, Long Island people. Walt Whitman was a big was a big uh, person. Yeah. They teach you some Walt Whitman. Yeah. Is poetry the TikTok of the, you know, uh, pre-internet age? I buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Just short, little I don't quick, know. little quick, like, uh, like, oh, it's like, I uh, like, I don't have time to like a uh, book. I don't have the attention span for that. I'm just into poems. Maybe it could come back. Doesn't I have that level of pretension, though, right? Poetry mm-hmm. has has such esteem behind. No, it. No, I think that the influencers were the poets. I think the people that were like real, like, uh, you know, lo- really serious about the art. They were they wrote books, but you know, people that were just looking for the quick hit. They just would knock out poems left and right. Hmm. I think so. And then so they then they would go viral. People would print them out and share them. Five cent a copy uh, back in uh, Punxsutawney. Also, you could get that. Uh, I, I had an idea once for a uh, like a short viral video called um, "Waxing Poetic," and it would be that you'd try to recite um, an esteemed piece of poetry while you are receiving a body wax. Hmm. That, that'd be right. a good episode for you guys. I like that. Yeah, I, I'll do it. I'm in. You're gonna get waxed, Akiva. I mean, for the bit. Listen, art is pain. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. It's a funny idea. Yeah. And you'd remember a poem too? That's the problem. The poem. I, I I'd rather get waxed. Here's, okay. here's the premise for Can the I podcast. Read it? No, no. Here's, here's how it goes. Okay. All right. Um, You, like, uh, you, you're in the chair. Okay. Mm-hmm. The wax is applied. The paper is on you. Okay. Okay. You read the poem. You mess up. Oh, one waxing. Yeah. Like it. That's great. And then, I don't know. I guess they have to take it off eventually. But you don't know when. You can't brace yourself. Mm-hmm. The, you do the poem. And then as soon as you screw up, boom. I read a complimentary idea. Didn't, as well, called 
the the sound <laughs> I was hoping for. Called um, spelling bees, which is a spelling bee, but you're also being swarmed by bees, so it distracts you from from doing the work. Good God! I like it. By the way, if you guys have access to any bees, that could be a good one. Something that we talked about a couple of days ago was about like uh, there was some talk about like uh, could this be a reality show, Groundhog Day? Okay, mm-hmm. could you have? Could you do the production? I said, I, I think I don't think it could be a reality show. I think it could be a like um, a video game or maybe even like virtual reality that you are that you are taking part in. And I had no idea that then this was shared with us. Do you know that there is a, a non-canonical Groundhog Day sequel that you can play on Oculus Rift in virtual reality? Do you know about this? No, what, is, what are you talking about? I don't know. Okay, all right. It should, I, I have an Oculus headset. I, I could get this. Well, then let me let me just play for you the trailer for the Oculus Rift Groundhog Day like father, like son that you can play. You, you are Phil, uh, Phil, uh, Phil Connors Jr. And you are visiting Punxsutawney and you get stuck in the time loop like the Phil Connors Sr. Okay? This is not a joke. From 2019, I don't know, maybe people got distracted by COVID, but here is uh, the Groundhog Day virtual reality game for Oculus Rift. Okay? May pro- contain content inappropriate for children. Okay, welcome to Punxsutawney, weather capital of the world. The very sign that was mentioned earlier in this podcast. Okay. One day till Groundhog Day, you show up. Okay. Oh, this was the teaser trailer. Okay, this is another another trailer. Okay. Welcome to Gobbler's Knob. Are you ready? Are you ready to get out the Oculus Rift, Eric? I hope you don't have to gobble it. Bill Jr., don't tell me you don't recognize old Ned the Head. Come on, buddy. Now, too bad they couldn't get the actual voice. Uh, You know, I guess uh, Stephen Topolowski wanted more money than to do the Super Bowl commercial. At least tell me you remember this little guy. Oh, what a nightmare. I guess this town will do that to you. You come for the groundhog, you stay for the existential dread. That handsome fella is uh, me, by the way. Phil Connors Jr. I know, Jr. Maybe he's going to be a pilot. Right. What an original name. Thanks, Dad. That's my dad for you. One of something was never enough. He's kind of a big deal in this town. Living in his shadow is uh, kind of tough. Oh, he went on to be a concert pianist. Wow. In this uh, trailer. Yeah. Then I found out he had a secret. This is his son. That's what this is. I don't, I guess so. Same day, over and over again. Groundhog Day. Sounds like fun, right? Well, it's not. See, seems like now I'm stuck in my own loop. Get ready for the ceremony. Let's do this again. Hopefully today's the day I break the cycle. But if not, there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow is today. I don't know, Phil, you're going crazy. It's virtual reality and you keep living the same. And I guess they couldn't get the rights to I Got You, Babe, either. No, for sure not. That mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is, so there is a sequel to Groundhog's Day. It just happens to be a virtual yeah. reality game for Oculus See, Rift that, that like nobody's ever played. Kind of like a, game, like, like a game show. 
You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I, I think yeah. I, I think we're sleeping on the potential here. Okay. All right. Tomorrow, it is going to be Groundhog Day 7, the culmination of all of these events, okay? It is going to be the finale of Groundhog Week. We are going to do commentary on the film. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's the 13th birthday of Rob Has a Podcast, and it's all coming together in one climactic finish. Mm, you're going to be excited for this episode. Okay. Akiva, will we be yes. doing the um, rest of the mailbag uh, during the co- during the f- the commentary or then after the commentary? Uh, you mean listener questions? Listener I think questions. I'll, I'll, no, I think I'll sprinkle them in uh, during boring scenes or whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have any final thoughts, get them in now. All right. Can Let's I say read one more listener thing as go we for as we go to Eric. Go. Uh, someone was very felt very bad. Listeners spells his name. He, he calls his name. I misspelled Eric's name as Eric with an H. Okay. It wasn't entirely my fault. He says, I have a friend named Eric with an H and my phone autocorrected it. I'm a day one Eric Stein Stan. And I meant no disrespect from his so birth. I'm glad we've, yes. Fought. Yes. We've gotten what? from day one. You were born. Uh, you understand. Yeah, day a, one, a real ride or die. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But they felt very bad. To, and they, they let you know, Eric. Well, I have been good. furious about that all week. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's really stuck with me everyone. Else writing in it said Rob Akiva and Eric with an H. Everyone's sort of intentionally misspelling it now in the, mm-hmm. in the document. No. Was there a course, question please, or it was just an apology? It was just an apology. Oh, they not, felt bad. All right, for, necessary. For all right let's, ch- let's check in on how everybody's doing. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's start. Uh Akiva, how are you feeling about the yeah. movie and the project? Movie, I feel bad. I feel like it's the week has gone by without me really like knowing it by heart, which was my hope. Um, but yeah, you, I think, did you want to do like the movie, like verbatim, like we're going to like, uh, recite I it. I thought maybe we could do it, but, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm a little back. Save that for the poetry is, when you're going to get whacked. This is a good movie. They never intended for idiots to watch it seven days in a row. We should not be punishing the Ramuses of the world for that. So I'm bumping it back up to a seven and a half today. Okay. The podcast, I'm going to give a nine and a half and the half is cause I'm sad. It's almost over. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at today. Okay. Down from an 11. Yeah. Um, I've tracked the numbers each day. Um, I, I'm just still a, a six on the movie. It's fine, but I think I'm out of things to notice in the movie. We'll see tomorrow when we do the commentary. Uh, and as far as the podcast project, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, I'm going to give it, um, an eight here today. Feel like oh, what's oh, you're going, you're, you're, you're losing it. it. Yeah. yeah, losing steam. Feel like uh, you know, I'm feeling a, li- a little bit like uh, we're pressing. You think we're pressing? I think it's the opposite. I think you're. It's like the second to last day of camp, and it's like oh, I'm never going to see these guys again. Is we're that what friends. it is? I'm it's, sad. I'm sad. Uh, uh-huh. that, yeah, I think so. Okay, Eric, how about for you? Uh, I'm going to actually hit the high water marks for all three of us, as well as my entire week. The podcast, I am at a 10 out of 10. Yes. I was looking forward to speaking to you gentlemen. I like watching things with a critical eye, mm-hmm. an absurd critical eye uh, that only we can bring to the table. And I very much have enjoyed our time together. And the film, which I believe I ended at a three at yesterday, mm-hmm. I am at an eight wow. today. Okay. Um, I enjoyed my late latest viewing the most of all because i am now watching it through the rose colored glasses 
of this entire experience. So now mm. it has a fond place in my heart um, that it didn't have before. On day one, when I uh, just said, okay, this is a themed movie and, uh, and I liked it the most so far this week, I, I, I didn't know the ride we were going on. And then I hated it. And now I I I I love it, you know. Going Happy on a, to have attended. A ride down the train tracks and off the cliff, which was a, a real car that was uh, driven off a cliff uh, for this film. Okay, all right. Thank you all so much for joining us tomorrow. Join us for the exciting conclusion when we will do commentary about Groundhog Day on the thirtieth anniversary. Of Groundhog Day. Crazy, crazy. This is our Super Bowl, Rob. This is our Super Bowl. It's all happening tomorrow. So toast with us to world peace one more time tomorrow as we will bring you the conclusion of Groundhog Week. We will see you tomorrow. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.